Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm going over the next week's program. Well, not the whole week, but most of it, uh, because I'm going to give you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, because Thursday of this week will be July 4th. So we've got something special planned for you. So to start the week off with Monday's work, we're going to begin doing some strength. We're going to test out our one rep max on a strict press, and we're giving you a 20-minute window to do so. Now, for a one rep max strict press, uh, use your time well, warm up really well in the first 10 minutes so that you can take fewer lifts and longer breaks between them in the latter 10 minutes. We are going to use this one rep max that we establish to then work percentages um, like we've mentioned, and hopefully you guys are starting to notice. We're testing out a lot of overhead presses, uh, and we'll even be testing out our jerk because we're going to try to build strength. In and out of our front rack, we're doing front squats and presses as well as all sorts of overhead lifts as our next cycle of strength. So put some intention into this. Let's get a good test. Let's see where we are today so that we can follow our progress in the next couple months. After our strength work, our workout for the day is 10 rounds for time. It has a 15-minute cap on it. You're going to start with five handstand push-ups. If you are capable, do those reps strict If you're scaling, you're probably doing them strict anyway uh, because when we add a little bit of a help to the floor, if we put that plate and a pad down, then that that brings us up to a point where we do keep our reps strict. You should not be kipping if you've scaled your range of motion. So if you can do them strict, those five reps, then move right on to seven front squats. 50% of your one rep max on a front squat is what we're using. Uh, We found the one rep max front squat, what, Friday, I believe, of this past week. So hopefully that's fresh in your mind and you remember what it is. If not, then look at your sheet. If you don't have it written down, then then try to remember and write it down. We are going to use those lifts that we're performing uh, for percentage markers in our training. So make sure you're aware of what that is. Should be seven unbroken front squats for you in uh, each round. Then you pick up your jump rope and you're going to do 30 double unders. If you're scaling double unders, we're not going to scale them uh, with attempts. We're going to go straight to 60 single skips. So if you're not doing the double unders for the day, 60 quick singles shouldn't take you more than like 45 seconds, ideally. Uh, And then you're right back into it to start round two. So we have to finish a round in a minute and 30 seconds to stay on pace to be able to finish 10 rounds in 15 minutes. If you need to, then adjust what you're doing. Um, do fewer singles if you must. Do uh, do less weight on the front squat. Scale the handstand push-up. Right? I want to see people finishing this in 15 minutes. It is entirely doable in that time frame, but it's going to take some, some stick-to-itiveness because it's going to get nasty about five rounds in, and you're going to have to push through some thresholds to make, to make all the work happen. Remember that your mind, it'll often fall behind what your body's capable of. So push yourself mentally and you'll find that physically you're capable of much more. So that's Monday's stuff. 
uh, one rep max test, followed by a not terribly long workout, but a not terribly short one either. On to Tuesday, where we are going to get started with some skill and strength work. Um, We are going to be doing five superset rounds on a two-minute clock, seven good mornings, followed by five high-hang snatches. Hopefully you've noticed we've been working on our technique with a snatch, doing a lot of high-hang drill work, low-hang drill work, and pulling work. Um, we're going to continue that, and this is part of that. With the good mornings beforehand, we're going to use a pretty light weight because it's going to be the same weight that you're using for those high-hang snatches. And it's not going to be very heavy there because accuracy is, is the component we're really chasing. We're trying to catch very accurately and quickly in the bottom of our squat. So please take this take this seriously when I say do not go heavy. Um, as an athlete who can snatch over 220 pounds, uh, I'm probably only going to get up to 115 pounds with this this work today or on this day on Tuesday. And that is because I'm I'm only working to 50ish percent because that's where I can really hone in and do better technical work rather than trying to lift heavy to lift heavy. Right? We can learn a lot from slowing down or rather from lightening up and actually trying to speed up and be more sharp with our movement. Um, often we can learn way more there than we will when we just have a heavy barbell that we're hoping we throw in the right place. Right, Fix the little things and once you give heavy weights uh, to yourself, once you put those in your hands, you'll do much better with them because you're an accurate athlete who knows where they're going and knows how to get there. So, once we finish five rounds of that, our workout for the day is even shorter than what we had on Monday. We're going to try to go pretty fast here. Uh, we've got a 10-minute cap on this workout. It's for time. You're going to be doing 30, <clears throat> followed by 20, and followed by 10. Power snatches, bar-facing burpees, and toes-to-bar. Now, the power snatches. The first round, the 30 reps, it's set 95 pounds prescribed for guys and 65 for ladies. The second round with 20 reps, it goes up to 115 pounds for guys and 80 pounds for ladies. And then the last round with 10 repetitions is prescribed at 135 pounds for guys and 95 pounds for ladies. Now, please scale these weights accordingly. The first round, the 30 reps, especially because you're starting off fresh, you should be holding on and doing sets of, I think, 10 or more uh, touch-and-go reps at a time. You should get through those power snatches pretty quickly, just a little bit over a minute. Really, we should be getting through them just a little bit over a minute each round because the weights go up, but the reps come down. So the second round, uh, when the weight is a little bit heavier and you only have 20 repetitions to do, hopefully we're seeing quick sets of threes and fives, right? Not singles yet. The last round, it's okay to be pulling quick singles, um, but if you can hold on to that bar and play some touch and go, go for it. With the bar facing burpees, find your rhythm. It's all about pacing there. There shouldn't be any rest in the bar facing burpee because you know you're going to need to take some rest in the power snatches and in the toes to bar. One, to preserve grip, and two, just to make sure that you're accurate with your movements. So when you hit that bar facing burpee, find a groove and just settle into it and work. Right? You can do more than you think you can. You can do more than you want to, but you have to be determined. When it starts hurting, just keep grinding forward. All right, that's Tuesday for you. Wednesday, we're going to set another standard. Uh, We're going to see what we can do for a one rep max cluster. 
And we've got a 20 minute window to do that. So a cluster is a clean into a thruster. The barbell begins on the ground. You're going to have to pick it up, uh, drop underneath it and catch it in that full squat and then drive out of that squat and press it overhead. Remember that you have to squeeze your butt belly and really lock down your quads to keep your knees in full extension so that you can properly press out that thruster. If you re-dip underneath it, hopefully hopefully you know that it's happening so you can fix it, and hopefully the coaches catch it if you're not quite aware. That is a jerk, and we are not doing a clean into a thruster jerk. We're doing a clean into a thruster. So the legs need to get locked up so that the arms can be isolated in the press out. Let's see what we can get with that. 20 minutes is, is a good chunk of time, so you've got plenty of room to build up uh, doing, doing singles from the get-go because it really is a single repetition we're after. Following that, our workout for the day, you're going to be working with a partner, but not really. They're there to calibrate your rest for you. So do your best to work with somebody who's about the same capacity that you are uh, on a rower, skier, and bike, as well as running. Um, if we can do that, it'll work quite well. If there's a little bit of difference, it's not a big deal, um, but hopefully we can be pretty evenly matched because that'll work best for us. That'll give you a one-to-one work-to-rest ratio roundabout. Here's what we're doing. You got two rounds. You're going to do a 200-meter run, a 250-meter row, a 200-meter ski, and then a 500-meter bike. Now, how it works is you work while they rest, and then they work while you rest. Um, So if John Michael and I were partnered, he goes out round one on a pretty hard run, and then when he comes back, he slaps my hand, and I go for the run. By the time I'm coming back off the run, he should be getting himself set up on the rower, because as soon as I get in, I'm going to tag him, and he starts rowing. As soon as he's done rowing, I'm on a rower, he tags me, and I go to work. Then we move on to the ski erg, same thing, and then finally the 500-meter bike, same thing. So it's pretty much a uh, relay-style two-round workout. Um, Your goal should be to push yourself on each individual interval as you roll through it. If you look at it, there are eight individual intervals, and we're working on a one-to-one work-to-rest. So this operates a lot like our, uh, our standard rowing operation where we do 10 rounds of a 250-meter row with a one-minute rest between them. Because if you look at that, 250 meters for most of us is going to be right around probably or maybe even a little under two minutes. And then, or I'm sorry, rather, a little under one minute. And then you get a minute of rest. So it's kind of going to work like that because there's going to be a little bit of transition time built into it because let's be real, it's just not going to be a split-second handoff. Um, so you're looking at rowing for a minute-ish, and then while your partner goes, you rest for the next minute. So it should feel pretty pretty rough like that in the second round. Um, if you remember those 10 by 250 rows, they get nasty past the halfway point. All right, so there can be a lot of intensity dumped into that workout. Um, it's, it's hopefully going to be a good one for you to kind of reset the body because the next day is going to be 4th of July where we are going to attack a hero workout. It's a partner hero workout, so you're going to be working with another gym member. Um, And here's how it works. It's a 30-minute AMRAP where you're going to alternate rounds. You've got 30 double-unders, 15 pull-ups, 15 push-ups, and a 100-meter sprint. When you finish the round, you tag your partner and they go to work. 
So in 30 minutes, how many rounds can you accumulate alternating each round? When you've finished 30 minutes of work, a five-minute window still remains where each of you are going to pull a one-rep max deadlift. Um, With that one-rep max deadlift at the end of it, please be smart. Please be safe. We want you guys to lift heavy, but we really want you to have fun and enjoy this time um, with the community, with your partner, and doing a pretty kick-ass workout and remembering um, remembering a, a soldier who, who gave his life and, uh, and did so in defense of, of, of our freedoms. Um, oh, excuse me, not a soldier, uh, rather a police officer. Um, with this workout... Again, be smart, be safe on that deadlift, but also also push yourself in those rounds. Um, a lot like the day before, it's a work to rest, but it's significantly longer. 30 minutes of, of work to rest needs to be slightly different in terms of the pacing than what we did the day before, where it should be only uh, around, around a 16-minute workout. So we're doubling the time frame here. So be smart about how you approach it, uh, communicate with your partner, and make sure that they're understanding how aggressively you're planning on rolling through each round. Uh, also, with the deadlifts, if you can share a bar, do it. It'll be easier to change weights and move forward and do all that. But if you are on very different levels, uh, then then get your own barbell out or or cross over to a different partner pairing for the deadlift where somebody is much more on the same page that you are in terms of weight that they're going to lift. Hopefully you guys are able to get in on Thursday to join us. Um, I know at CLE we're going to be doing 8 and 9 a.m. I'm pretty sure that's what Cadre is doing as well. But please check the page because I do not want to misspeak and send you guys in at the wrong time. So let's get after another first half of a week, a little bit more than first half of a week of training. Let's get some more fitness in. And as always, please give us comments or questions if you have them so that we can better help you guys understand what we're trying to get after in the gyms. We'll catch you guys out there on the floor.